so let's go ahead and uh, we'll actually stand together. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll actually begin with the reading of God's Word this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you go down to uh, verses 16 and 17, uh, 16, 17, and 18, we will read these together. Paul writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I'd like to... uh, incorporate something into our worship that, I, that we got from our Old Testament readings that we've been doing on uh, Wednesday night. And it, and it comes from what the people of God would do when the word of God was read to them. In Exodus chapter 19, verse 8, uh, after the word of God was read to them, it said, all the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. It's interesting, this line is actually... Uh, Repeated often in the, New, in the Old Testament when the people of God are getting the word of God, are hearing the commands of their God. I think it's a great line for us to use when we're thinking about God's word. It's a great line as, a, as an affirmation, uh, as a recognition, even as a, as a vow. Uh, we basically do this when we read God's word and we say amen. It's basically doing uh, the same thing. This is more of a long form version of amen and one that we might uh, maybe understand what we're saying in a, a little bit uh, a little bit better. So I'd like to read that passage again, but this time what we'll do when when I'm done reading is uh, I will say, and all the people answered together, uh, and we'll say together, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. Okay, Uh, so let's read it again. I'll say, and the people answered together, and you'll say, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And all the people answered together, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. All right, thank you. You may be seated. We're looking, we're looking at the importance of Thanksgiving. So what we've been doing, we've, well, we've been, you know, sort of between two days. That's where we're at in our, in our calendars where, where people will be focused on being thankful. It is a season of Thanksgiving. And so we want to make sure, and pastorally, Zach and I are responsible to make sure that as we're all doing this, everyone's talking about Thanksgiving, that uh, one, we understand what Thanksgiving even is biblically. We want to understand when we talk about Thanksgiving, what does that, what does it look like when we go to the Bible and read about Thanksgiving, when we think about Thanksgiving? How does the Bible sort of uh, arrange our thoughts about what Thanksgiving even is? And two, that we'd understand the importance of Thanksgiving according uh, to Scripture. Is Thanksgiving uh, merely manners? That we, it's just the sort of, it's just the polite thing to do? Or is it something more foundational to the Christian life? Uh, so that's what we've been looking at uh, today. We're going to see that uh, thankfulness and thanksgiving, that they're not just recommendations for a healthy Christian life. They're not merely manners, that they are commanded of us, that it is commanded that you and I be thankful and that we give thanks. God commands us. He demands, he expects us to be a thankful people. So Thanksgiving, and we're going to see, is not just a matter of Christian maturity. It's a matter of Christian obedience. One of the defining traits of a Christian, of a child of God, is that they're a thankful and thanksgiving people. Now we've seen, as we've looked, we've seen the expectation of Thanksgiving. We've seen how Thanksgiving is all over the Bible, that Christians have always been, since the beginning, a thankful people and a people full of thanks. Now that's supposed to be a natural part of our Christian life. We saw how the people were just always giving God thanks in all situations, how Thanksgiving is everywhere, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We spent a couple weeks looking at that, a couple weeks just just driving through text. And it was like a machine gun of text to show you that Thanksgiving is littered all over the pages of Scripture, from the law to the prophets to the Psalms. It's everywhere. And in the New Testament, in the writings, in the Gospels, it's, it's everywhere. But God isn't just satisfied with assuming, all right, I'm going to describe my people as a thankful people and maybe they'll get it. If I just talk about how thankful the people of God have been, maybe the church in 2022 will realize, oh, 
They were all thankful. I guess I should be thankful. Look, Moses was thankful. I should be thankful. Look, the Levites were thankful. I should be thankful. God doesn't just assume that we would assume to be thankful. God's word teaches his people. Again, remember his law is a teacher and he commands his people. He commands us to be thankful. So today that's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the duty, the command of thanksgiving. Okay, we saw the expectation of it. We saw the importance of it all over scripture. Today, we're going to look at the duty of thanksgiving. And the first thing we're going to see is that thanksgiving is a command. It is commanded of you to be thankful. Feels kind of like when your parents, you know, and you're telling your kids, hey, say thanks. Uh, but that is what the Lord is doing. It's, it's not uh, implied. Uh, we're commanded to be a thanksgiving people. Now we saw it already. We saw it with the priesthood, right? We saw First uh, Chronicles chapter 23, uh, verse 30, that it was commanded of the priesthood. Uh, and they were to stand every morning, talking again about the Levites. They were to stand every morning thanking and praising God. So every morning, thanking and praising God. And then it says, and likewise at evening. So the Levites, what was their responsibility? They were commanded, hey, here's your duty. This is what you're going to do. Again, not just sacrifice coordinators. This is what you're going to do. You make sure that God is that You get up this morning, you stand, and you make sure of this. God is saying, give thanksgiving to God. And you know what? Do it in the evening too. That's what we know. So we know the priesthood was commanded. We saw that. But thanksgiving was commanded for all the people of God. In other words, thanksgiving wasn't just a priestly duty. Everyone amongst the people of God were commanded to give thanks. Now, when did they do this? Well, they did this at at times of great spiritual importance. For example, when the ark was brought into Jerusalem, finally, you're reading through it, finally brought into Jerusalem. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8, David pens a song. And this is the song that he wants the people to sing in this event. And what's the first thing he says? The first part of that song in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 8 says this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. In other words, God has done something great. And the first thing David calls on the people to do is he commands them, hey, give thanks to God for this day, for this event. The ark is here. It's here in Jerusalem. Thank God. All of us. Let's sing this song. Thank the Lord. You see, the same thing happened throughout Israel's life. When the walls of Jerusalem are finished, the wall in Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27. A few centuries later, what happens? And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites. Of course, we know why, because this is what the Levites did. They sought the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgiving, and with singing, with cymbals, harps, and lyres. So something good happens in your life, something good happens in the life of the people of God. Your first thought should be, I should thank God for this. Your first thought should be, thank God. It's funny that that phrase has almost become a pejorative, right? Well, thank God, people will say, without actually thanking God as they do it. But actually, that should be the first thing that we we do. I'm, I'm thankful that phrase is still sort of floating around in our group conscience, That even the rebellious know when something good happens, the first thing you should do is genuinely thank God for this. Not just, not just, not just sort of say it, but actually stop and do it. Actually thank him for the good thing that has happened to you. Because this idea is, is, this idea of, of, well, thank God is, is birth, if perverted. It's birth from a great truth. Something good happens, you should thank God. This should be your first thought. Be the first thing that you do. Something good happens. What should I do? Well, thank God. That's what I should do. That's what I'm commanded to do as God's people. And again, make sure you do that. Take a moment and actually say, thank you, God, for this. Thank you for that. Don't just, again, don't just, don't just let it be thankfulness. Don't just let it be internal. Externalize it. Say it. Give him thanks. So we, we see that it's uh, commanded for the, the priesthood. It was something that the people did when good things happened. It was commanded also for our worship. Turn to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 verse 4. 
says this. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So those are, I mean, those are commands. You enter his courts. He's not, this isn't, this isn't just like a happy-go-lucky song, like enter his courts with thanksgiving. Yeah, no, this is enter his courts and you do it. When you do it, you do it with thanksgiving. You come and you give thanks to his name. When we come to worship, when the people came to worship, when we come to worship, what's a good thing for us to remember? We should worship the Lord with thanksgiving. That should be, that should be one of the things that as we enter into communal worship, that should be in the, in the thoughts and minds of all of us. That as we're gathering together, when the people of God gather together, whether at the temple or here or wherever, like one of the things we should do is we should come to worship him and we should be thanking him as we come. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Is that, is that, what, is that what you come to worship with? Is that what drives, like as, you, as you're coming to the church, as you're waking up and going about your day, are you doing it with thanksgiving? I mean, you can think of it quite, quite literally as you enter this place and as you start to sit down and begin to, to worship. Is thanksgiving the thing that you're entering with? Sometimes we're not even thankful enough to wake up to even get to his house. <laughs> much, th- much less thankful enough to, to, to enter his house with thanksgiving. Sometimes we're more thankful for sleep than for him. But, but this is no, enter his courts with thanksgiving is no less of a command from God than any of other God, of God's commands for worship. How, how thanksgiving, how, how, you know, giving him thanks as you enter is such a foreign idea. I don't know how that happened. Or how this becomes more of a suggestion than it is here in this passage. It is expected that we would worship with thanksgiving. We are commanded to be thankful as we worship. And yet we don't think of Thanksgiving as something essential to Christian worship. We will pause and we will contemplate and contemplate about other things when it comes to worship. Whether we're taking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner, but... Or whether we're doing this, is, are my songs right? Are my, am I praying right? Am I, but, but what if the entirety of your worship is unworthy? Because you entered into it without even thinking about Thanksgiving, much less coming with Thanksgiving. You never even thought about being thankful. Much less did you make sure you entered his courts with Thanksgiving. You never even considered it. Has anyone, anyone ever paused at the door and before you come in said, am I thankful? Am I entering into worship with Thanksgiving? Am I doing that? Or am I like, we're five minutes late. Hurry up, kids. And I say kids because I don't want to say hurry up wife because we all get in trouble. Right? But we all know it. You know, like, I don't want to know. Now, listen, I don't think that's what you need to do. Now, I, I don't, and I also don't think that's what the Lord's Supper is warning about either. The point is, that, that people will hesitate with one because one seems holier than the other. I mean, most people have, have stopped and contemplated, am I about to take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner before they take it? But very few people have stopped before they entered the, the worship service and thought, am I entering his courts with thanksgiving? Because he commands me, I must. The, the point is that, that Thanksgiving has just become not all that important for you. Just don't think that it's central to worship. But it's commanded for God's people when they worship him. Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. You want worship? That's what you're doing. So it's commanded of God's people. So it's commanded uh, for the priesthood, of course. Then it's commanded the people of God did it. Everywhere, anything good happened, they thanked the Lord. It was commanded for their worship. And the reason it's commanded, and Zachary mentioned this, the reason this is commanded is because this is simply what God is due. It's simply giving to God what he's due. You can't come and talk about his worship if you're not recognizing why he's worth the worship. And that's all that you're doing in Thanksgiving. You're just talking, you're just simply giving God what he deserves. By God commanding us to be thankful, he's just forcing us to not be blind to all that he's lavished us with. 
Because if he says, enter his courts of thanksgiving, and we have to stop and think about things in order to be thankful, well, then he's just making sure we don't blindly walk in here just rich beyond measure with all the blessings that he's given us and not even think about it. So if he commands us, be thankful when you come to worship, then we are forced like children to stop and think, well, why am I thankful? Oh, I've got I've to be thankful when we, we come to church. It's a good way, good thing to think about worship is to be thankful to the Lord. It's what we're commanded to do. So I've got to give him thanks. Well, what am I thankful for? It, it keeps us from being blind to those things. It forces us to look at what we've had lavished upon us. It's forcing us not to come into worship or go through life without giving recognition to the one we owe everything to. When he comes, he says, look, enter his gates with thanksgiving. When he comes, he says, be thankful. Give me thanks. He's forcing us to do what we should be doing every day. Which is recognizing that everything that we have comes from him. How in the world, the real question is, how in the world do we ever stop being thankful? I mean, that's the real shock. The shocking thing isn't that, isn't that Christians should have to be thankful when they come to worship. The shocking thing is if we really saw what all God is doing in our lives, how do we ever stop being thankful? So God commands us to do it because it's his due. Take, for example, Psalm 136. If you want to look at Psalm 136, it'd be a great thing to mark in your notes. Psalm 136 is basically a big psalm of thanksgiving. It says this, Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 136.2. Give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 136.3. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. You drop down to verse 26. Give thanks to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. When, When we're just thinking about how great God is, how great he is just in general or how great he's been in our life. I mean, this is the Lord, right? This is the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the the God of gods. To the Lord of lords. Who he is. So so just think about the the God of heaven. Just think about who he is. What he's done in our lives. What should we do when we do that? When we're thinking about his steadfast love enduring forever. When we think about that, what should we do? Well, we should give him thanks. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because his steadfast love for you endures forever. He he is the, the, the one true. He is the Lord. He is God of gods, Lord of lords, God of heaven. That's who he is. And he is faithful to you always and ever. How could you not give thanks to him? So give thanks to God for who he is and what he's done. Why is that commanded here? Why is it commanded in this psalm? Because it's what God is due. And thanksgiving, for us Christians, thanksgiving is not something extra that we're giving to God. Being a Christian who gives thanks is not some sort of divine tip. And you want to be a Christian who tips, you know, 20%. What's a, what's a really good tip to give God? Well, really good tips to give him thanksgiving. Oh, okay, because I've been giving him holiness and I've been giving him praise. But I, I mean, I'll go above and beyond. I even come to worship with thanksgiving. And I, ooh. You're giving God extra. It's not being extra to give thanksgiving to God. It's simply what he deserves. And so that's why it's commanded for us as Christians. Since God has owed it, he commands his people to do it. Thanksgiving is commanded as just part of the Christian life. So thanksgiving is commanded of the people in uh, the duty of the priesthood. It's commanded for everyday life. It's commanded for worship. It's commanded because it's due of God. It's commanded to just be a part of the Christian life. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, Paul is is putting out this summary of list of, of, of what the Christian is supposed to put off and put on in their lives. And just as a Christian is commanded, we see these other commands that we recognize. Okay, that's definitely something that I must be. Here's a command from my God. I'm commanded to be compassionate, to be kind, to be humble. All those things that we know, okay, that's a must for the Christian. You can't have a Christian who's like, oh, I'm just not, I don't have the gift of kindness. Uh, sorry, just not, just not my thing. You can't, have a, you can't have a Christian who's just like, yeah, I'm super proud, but, you know, I just, I just struggle with it. Humility isn't just something the Lord's worked in my life yet, so I'm just proud all the time. 
It's not, it's not, this isn't just something to think about. In the same way that those things aren't just things to think about, thankfulness is commanded to be a trait that Christians put on, just like those other traits. So you drop down to Colossians 3.15. So you got all these things he's telling Christians, put on this, put on this, put on this. And you go, yes, yes, I've got to do that. I've got to do that, verse 15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Be thankful thankful here God is commanding his people you be like this you be kind you be humble you be compassionate go through all of this list of things you be united as one body letting the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and sort of as like a capstone thing in there and be thankful what sort of things must Christians have what must one of our character traits be Well, again, just as humility isn't a suggestion or kindness isn't a suggestion, we can just sort of take or leave. In the same way, thanksgiving is a trait that is to be present in every Christian. You are to be a person who gives thanks to the Lord, who is a thankful person. You wouldn't cut yourself slack for any of these other things. Yet we have somehow been deceived into thinking that Thanksgiving is somehow less of a necessity than these others are. We would not cut ourselves slack for thinking about how proud we are only once a year. Once a year, I'll, tell, I'll really humble myself before God. But the rest of the year, I'm probably going to be pretty proud. Once a year, I'm going to be kind. Once a year, I'm really going to think about the need to be kind. But yet when it comes to Thanksgiving, we can think that thinking about Thanksgiving from November to December is somehow winning that battle of being a thankful Christian. Christians are commanded to be thankful. It's a trait that is to be present in our lives if Christ is present in our lives. But not only is Thanksgiving something that the Christian is commanded to do, Be thankful. God's going to up it. He's going to raise the bar a little bit because we're going to be commanded to be to be thankful all the time. Like because because what would we do? We would hear the command to be thankful and we would go. All right. I am in November. Right. (laughs) I did it. November. I did it. I was thankful. Mark it off the list. He knows that we tend to be low bar people. And so what does God do? He comes and he commands us not just to be thankful, but be thankful all. I I would really just say all. Be thankful all. Because what we're going to see is he's going to talk about a bunch of alls where you need to be thankful in. He's going to use the word all a lot. It's going to be around a a lot of stuff. The first thing, look at Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Thanksgiving is going to be commanded to be done uh, uh, all the time. So here, Ephesians 5, Paul's telling the Christians how they're supposed to live, what sorts of things must be in their lives. He says, because we got to be wise because the days are evil. So look how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, we're already recognizing that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you from 1 Thessalonians. It's already pulling back there. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Then verse 20, what does he say? What's one of the things he talks about that that is important for the Christian life? He says, thanksgiving. And he's going to use the word all a couple of times here. And that, that word's going to start appearing again and again when it comes to thanksgiving. Look at verse 20. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we can't, if you're using this, you can't really see it in, in, in the ESV. It's the, the word always and everything. But, but literally in the Greek, it says, give thanks in all the whens and for all the things. I, I'd actually prefer translating it, giving thanks always and for all things. That way you see that Paul is repeating a word, uh, the word for all. He's, he's, he's repeating that. What, what Paul is saying, what the word he's repeating when it comes to thanksgiving is all. So when you're thinking about when do I need to be thanksgiving? All. What do I need to be thankful for? All. All times, all things. Always for all things. So the Christian is commanded here 
to be thankful and commanded for that thanksgiving to be always present. Be thankful, what? Giving thanks all the time and for all the things. All, all. Paul's not cutting us any slack here because the Lord's not cutting us any slack. What's, what's the Lord teaching us? When, when he tells us to be thankful, like Paul told the Colossians in Colossians 3.15, when he tells us to be thankful, what sort of bar is he setting for you? Not just be thankful when you enter into worship. Not just to be, oh, I didn't thank God all week long, but I'm going to stand at the door of the sanctuary and think of some things to be thankful for and then walk on in and go, look, I did it. Uh, no, we are commanded because, again, we're going we're gonna to take, take this and go, and go deeper into this fulfillment of the law. When are we to be thankful? All the time. Giving thanks all the time to God. Again, this isn't just being thankful and happy. Is it just going, man, this is really neat. Thank you, God. I mean, it's thanking God. It's recognizing all the time you are thankful to the Father for what you have. Always and all things. When should you be thankful? Always. What should you be thankful for? All things. Paul says this in Colossians 3 as well, a little bit later down. We didn't get to it. We stopped at verse 15. Uh, But go back there and look at what he says in 17. He's going to say this same thing to the Colossians after just telling them, and be thankful of all the things Paul then builds on. Uh, Just a couple verses later, he doesn't build on kindness. He doesn't build on pride. He doesn't build on the... He builds on thanksgiving and, and, and raising the bar of of all things. Not raising the bar. And this is what I mean by you when I say be compassionate. Or this is what I mean when I tell you be humble. He raises the bar on thanksgiving for Christian holiness. And look at what he says in verse 17. This is a, a little bit later down from the verse we just read. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. To God the Father through him. The exact same word he used when he said be thankful. The exact same word here. Giving thanks. Being thankful to God the Father through here. Again, again, when it comes to thanksgiving, Paul has one word in mind. All. All. This time, uh, the word all is hidden from us in, in these words. Whatever and everything. If, we're gonna, if, if, if I were going to translate it to pull out the, how the word all is repeated, I would say, I would read verse 17 like this. And, and all the things you do, all the things you do in word or in work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So all the things you do, do them all in Jesus' name. So all the things, all in Jesus' name. But how is it that you do them all in Jesus' name? You do all these things in his name while giving thanks to God because of Christ. So here we're expanding. We're giving thanks to, we're giving thanks to God the Father in the name of Christ because of Christ. We are thankful in everything we do, in everything we do, in all. And I don't want to use the word every, I want to use the word all. So I'm even trying to train myself to repeat the words that the, that the New Testament is repeating. All things. In all the things I do, in all the work I do, whether it's all of my words or all of my works, all of them are to be done in the name of Christ, giving thanks as I do them. Giving thanks as I do the words. Giving thanks as I do the works. In all that I do, I am to be thankful. We do all of these things because of the thankfulness of God in Christ. In fact, Thanksgiving is so central to all that we do. To everything, so much a part of everything, of all things, that we're even commanded to give thanksgiving during hard times. And that's what we saw in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Let's read it again. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You see, you, see the, you see the building of this all idea in all of these things. Rejoice all the time. There's the word all in it. Rejoice in all the time. Pray without stopping. 
And what about Thanksgiving? Here again, Paul goes back to one of his favorite words when he's talking about Thanksgiving. When Paul talks about Thanksgiving, you know you're going to see the word Thanksgiving and close to that word, you're going to see a word repeated over and over. All, all, all. And here it's repeated again. To a different audience, in a different letter, in a different context. And yet, what does Paul attach to every mention of Thanksgiving? All. All times, all things, all you do, all your works, all your words, all to Christ, all, all, all when it comes to Christian thanksgiving. And here we see the same thing. We are to give thanks in all circumstances. The word word circumstances isn't even in the text. We supply that. It literally just says, give thanks in all. And we add circumstances or uh, whatever you're going, and all that you're going through, we add that. But in the, in the Greek, it's literally just give thanks in all. In all. Whatever you are in, whatever that all might be, you are to give thanks in it. Give thanks in all. But what do we know? We know, we know that our circumstances often affect our thanksgiving. If things are great, we're thankful. If they're normal, we might be. But when things get hard, when, when circumstances change for the worse, that's when it's hard to give thanks. That we don't get a pass. This is how central thanksgiving is. We don't get a pass to not be thankful because of whatever is going on in your life. There is nothing that you're going, in fact, this, this, these verses are here to ensure that you don't give yourself a pass. We don't get to pass, get to pass on not being thankful because of, well, but I'm going through this. In fact, we are commanded to give thanks no matter what circumstances we're dealing with. And again, not, and, and not just after them either, because that's what we'll do. I'll give thanks after the circumstances. God in his sovereign knowledge even tells us what? Give thanks in all the circumstances. Don't you say, okay, okay, God, if you get me out of this, I'll give you that. It's just sort of the bartering thing. I, 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 pro, I know when this is over, I'm going to so thank God. No, the Christian is so to be thankful in all, 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 all things, all the time, all you do. Christian is so to be thankful that in all that we're going through, we are commanded to give him thanks. Thanks in the circumstance. And again, not necessarily for the circumstance. This doesn't mean that you can't pray to be delivered from something. This doesn't mean you can't pray to be, uh, to, or just recognize that, man, God, it would be easy. I'll give you thanks now. It'd be easier to give you more thanks if I wasn't going through this. Uh, that's not crazy to pray. In fact, the Bible actually t- shows us that. For example, 1 Chronicles 16.35, uh, Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory and your praise. You deliver us, Father. Like the people were ob- the commanded already, had been commanded to to. To give thanks to God, that's what, that's how First Corinthians, or First Chronicles 16 began, remember? Oh, give thanks to the Lord. But then he says, say, Lord, if you deliver us from our enemies, like, we'll give you thanks. They're already giving him thanks. But they're recognizing, God, if you can, if you, we'll give you thanks in all that we're going through. But, it, but as you rescue us, we'll give you even, we'll give you even more, more thanks. Uh, Psalm 142, 5 and 7, I cry to you, O Lord. I say to you, you're my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I'm brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they're too strong for me. Bring me out of prison that I may give thanks to your name. Again, none of those verses are saying, I'm not giving you thanks until you do this. It's just saying, God, if you do something, I promise I will recognize you for what you've done. I promise I will give you the thanks that you deserve. I will give you your due. Because what what is the psalmist recognizing? What is David recognizing in these? He's recognizing that we often don't give God what he is due. God will pull us out of prisons that we have created and we will still not give him thanks. We might give him thanks for a moment and then quickly transition back to life as normal. And here the psalmist is recognizing, you do this God and I will give you what you deserve. My, my, my favorite example, so we're supposed to be thankful in all, in all things, all circumstances, all situations. My favorite example of this isn't even biblical. So you can... Tune me out right now, right? Uh, my, my favorite example of this 
isn't, isn't even biblical. Of being thanks in, in, in all circumstances or, or in all is the example of Betsy Ten Boom. And I love the story of Betsy Ten Boom. That's why we named our daughter Betsy. Uh, because Betsy, she, she taught her sister, remember she, she taught her sister Corey, and in in, you see it in the, the book, The Hiding Place, she taught her sister Corey to thank God even for the fleas. Remember, even for the fleas in their concentration camp. In, in fact, when you're reading that story, she praised God for the fleas. You know why she did that? You know why she said, we've got to praise God for the fleas? Because she said, hey, don't you remember we just read this, this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, where God tells us to give thanks in all circumstances? So she is recognizing, I have, she recognized the command. Sitting in a Nazi concentration camp, she recognized the need to be thankful in all circumstances. We are sitting in lavishness, and we're like, do I really need to be thankful, really, in all things? I mean, it's kind of, my, you know, my AC's not quite working like it's supposed to, uh, or something like that. You know, the refrigerator's not, I think my refrigerator might be giving out. I think the paint on my fence might all be peeling. Uh, whatever it is, you know, uh, we, we, she is in the midst of this and recognizes, I've got to give thanks to God for the fleas. She said, because that's what we read. For, we, we read First Thessalonians this morning. Remember? Now, she didn't know how she could thank God for the fleas. She didn't know what was so great about these fleas. But she knew she was supposed to. She, so she doesn't say, thank you, God, for the fleas, because I know the fleas are going to do this. She just says, God, I know I'm supposed to give thanks in all circumstances, so thank you for the fleas. Thank you for, I don't, ha- I don't have to understand why I give thanks to you. I just know I'm supposed to give thanks to you. I know it's commanded of me. I don't need to understand why. This is, this is why it is good for you to not be a teenager when it comes to the things of God. Uh, hey, give me thanks. Why? Well, you're supposed to give me thanks. But why am I supposed to give you thanks? Because I told you to. But why did you tell me to? What am I thankful for? But yet that's what we do to the Lord. Give him thanks in all circumstances. But can you tell me why I'm thankful first? Because I'm in the midst of the circumstance now and I don't really see really see how you're using it. So if you'll show me how you're using it, I'll give you the thanks. And if your kids were doing that, you'd be like, what? Like, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you are? Uh, have you been watching Disney again? No, uh, you, you think, what's, what's going on? And yet that's how we act to the Lord. Betsy doesn't do that. She doesn't say, she doesn't say, I'll give thanks to the fleas when I know what they're for. She just knew she was supposed to give thanks, whatever. It's, it's only later that she actually finds out the reason. So she gave thanks for the flea. Or Corey's talking about how she gave thanks for the fleas. It was only later that they realized how God was even using the fleas. Because Betsy Tinboom was able to go around the concentration camp and talk to various people about the gospel. These desperate and dying people about the gospel. And the guards didn't stop her. You know why the guards didn't stop her? Because the guards didn't want to go into the barracks. You know why the guards didn't want to go into the barracks? That place was full of fleas. Now, she, when she thanked God for the fleas, she didn't realize what all the Lord was going to do in that. She didn't realize how God was using the fleas. But she didn't, she didn't wait to thank God until she'd figured out why. Why she had to be thankful in all circumstances. She thanked God because that's what God told her to do. She knew that God commanded every Christian everywhere whether sitting in, in, in luxury or sitting in a concentration camp, all, all commanded to do the same thing. Thank God always. All, all, all. The Bible is clear. The Christian is commanded to be thankful at all times and for all things in all we do and all in Christ. So let's talk about a couple of uses for this idea. What do we use? What do we do with the idea of us being commanded to be thankful. First thing we can do is, is recognize Thanksgiving is not just a neglected Christian virtue. Thanksgiving is a neglected Christian duty. You have a duty to be thankful. We need to start seeing Thanksgiving less as a virtue and more as a command from the Lord. Less a good thing that we should add to our life and more as a necessary thing that God demands of your life. None of you would think that, that, you know, holiness or purity were things to think about and maybe add as you get a little bit, you know, older in your Christian walk. You know, Thanksgiving is something commanded at all times for all of God's people. It is a duty for the Christian. So ask yourself, is Thanksgiving a command in your mind? 
Is it a command in your mind equal to things like honor your father and your mother or, you know, love one another? I mean, thankfulness is a Christian discipline, just like any other. In fact, if, if, if anything, it, it's more important than many of those other things, not less. I mean, it should be for the sheer fact that, that not being thankful is robbing God. Thanksgiving is a command because thanks is what God is due. And the idea that we could either miss or forget or ignore or refuse to give God what he deserves should frighten us. It's why we're commanded to do it. Because of the temptation not to do the very thing that God is due. What circumstances are you in? What circumstances are you in and... That you're having trouble thanking God in the midst of them. So it's commanded of the Lord. Is there anything? So it's commanded for all of us at all times. Is there anything in your life that you are going through and in it, it is hard for you to thank God in the middle of it? So when you're thinking about the command for the Christian, what, what, what fleas are in your life? that you just, Maybe they're just annoying things. That you just can't figure out how this thing could be something to thank God for. What circumstance are you in that, you know, you think about that circumstance and you thank God for all these other things that help you get through the circumstance. And so you're like, I'll be thankful for this and this and this, and that'll help me get through this. But are you thankful in that thing as well? The truth is you might never know how God is using what you're going through. You might never get the story of the fleas. You may, not never, you may never understand how God has used those fleas in your life or will use them. But what you do know is that you're to thank him in whatever it is. Whatever you're going through. If there's something you're going through that you just can't thank God in the midst of it. If you can't do that, the, the problem isn't him. The problem isn't him. The problem is you. He's not the one who's quit being faithful. You have. Because he commands you to give thanks in all. And if there's an all that you're going through and you can't thank him in it, again, the one being unfaithful is you. What I want us to go away from today thinking about is when you think of Thanksgiving, one word should come to your mind. And it's the word all. At all times, for all things, in all you do, in all situations, all circumstances, give thanks to God. That, that's when you should be thanking God. And, and if you do, if you go, even in this situation, even in, even in this, well, does this fall under the category of all? Unless the this that you're going through somehow finds itself outside the category of all, then yes, even in that, even in that situation, yes, even now, even in this time, even, even now, well, is that part of all times? Well, yes, it is part of all times. Then yes, you are commanded literally by God to give thanks at all times. Even for this, for this thing, well, is that thing a part of all things? Well, yeah, then yes, even for that thing. Even when I do this, do I need to think about being thankful to God even as I do this thing? Well, is that part of all the work that you do? Is that part of all work? Yes. Well, then, yeah, you need to be thankful even in that. You need to be giving thanks to God in all, 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 all. The, the, the problem isn't knowing what we're supposed to do. I mean, God, God is teaching us through this discipline. We know we should do it. We just need to start doing it. Start thinking, am I thankful for this? Have I, have I ever thanked God for this? Whatever the, this is. Am I thankful now for this thing? And just start being thankful. I almost said start thinking about why you should be thankful, but that's not really the command, is it? You don't thank God for the fleas after you figure out the purpose for the fleas. You just thank God. Why? Because you know he's faithful. That's the one thing you know. You don't know what God's doing with the fleas, but the one thing you do know is him. You can get, why, why did Psalm 136 say, give thanks to the Lord, give thanks to the God of gods, give thanks to the Lord of Lord, give thanks to the King of heaven, the God of heaven. Why, why did it say that over and over? It says, for his steadfast love endures forever. That you're sure. For his steadfast love endures all. All the time, in all things. And if you remember that, the fleas will never be greater than the faithfulness of your God. 
the things you're going through will never be greater than what he's been for you. They will never amount even to a hill of fleas compared to him. And if you'll remember that, then you'll be thankful. You'll be able to be thankful and to give him thanks for all situations. There's a reason that people remember the story of Betsy Tinboom and the fleas. Why? Because being able, you know, being obedient to the word of God is a powerful thing. It's what makes us different. To say that my God, I'm, my God is not like the pagan gods that I thank when he does something for me. My God is faithful always and in all things and I thank him at all times because he's real. And he has lavished me with, with grace and, and with goodness. And, and so I will thank him for everything because one thing I know about my God, he's faithful. Can you say that about your God? Ask yourself, are there times you are not thankful? Can you look at your life and say, yeah, there are times where I don't, my thankfulness doesn't fall under the all category. Maybe it's times that I tend to not be thankful during these times, or maybe it's things that I just am not thankful for, whatever it is. Are there times you're not thankful? Times you're not giving thanks to God, actually verbalizing that thanks. Remember, that's not, that's not just forgetfulness now. That's disobedience. Not thanking your God is not just being, I just forget. It's being disobedient to your Lord. It is robbing your God of the praise he is due of robbing him of the thanks that he deserves and the thanks that he demands. And let's, let's make it even weightier. To not be thankful is to not be Christian. Now, I don't mean that you lose your salvation if you're not always thankful. You're like, ah, oh, I didn't give thanks yesterday. Yes, I'm not a Christian. But what I mean is that, is that Paul says that we are constantly giving thanks to God through Christ. That we do everything in Jesus' name and that while we do everything in Jesus' name, we're thanking God for Jesus. This is, what, this is why being thankful is a central Christian duty because it's built out of doing everything in Jesus' name because of what Christ has done for us. So if you're doing everything in Jesus' name, If everything you do in every situation, every time of your life, you're thinking about your Savior, you're thinking about Christ, you're thinking about the gospel, then you're constantly thinking about Jesus. And if you're thinking about Jesus, then you're constantly, all the time, thanking God through him. You want to be thankful? Live the Christian life. Live the Christian life and remember who is at work in you as you do. Remember the one working these things in you. And and as you're doing everything, you'll be thankful because you'll realize there's no way I'd be doing this. There's no way I'd be doing this if it weren't for Christ at work in me. You, You going through a hard time and you're not just cursing God and dying? Why? How? How are you battling and saying, Lord, like the psalmist said, like David, Lord, help me to give thanks. Where is that coming from? It's not coming from you. It's coming from God in Christ at work in you. So what can you do? You can say, thank you, God, that I'm just not giving up, running away, dying, killing myself, whatever. Why? Because of you at work in me. If you'll remember that, if you'll see, and you you look at your life and you think, "What, what do I deserve? I don't deserve them. You look at your kids and you think of all the choices and things you've done in your life for God to rob you of your children, to never let you have them, to take them away, to take your life away, or your, your loved ones away, to, 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 to just destroy everything in your life and to realize that he hasn't because his steadfast love endures forever when yours does not. What will you do with everyone in your life, everything in your life, all the time in your life? You will give him Thanks, because you'll see what all he has done for you through Christ. That's why I said the the thankful life is the Christian life, because it's just built over and over of God's work in us through Christ. You want to be thankful? Think about Christ. We'll talk about that more in two weeks. Uh, But right now you just get a little taste of it. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and pray and, and go to the Lord and ask him. 
to work these things in us. Father, we, we made a promise as we heard your word. We said that all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Father, we saw you command us to give you thanks. To in, in all times, for all things, in all situations, in all our works, in everything, in all. To be giving thanks to you. Because everything we've got, everything we're, we're going through has all been shaped. All been shaped, Father, by your, the, the, the salvific work that you're doing in us. And the, and the way you're blessing us as your children. You're not just blessing us randomly. You're blessing us because we're yours. You, you are our God and we are your people. How? And if we'll remember how and that that how had nothing to do with us. And everything to do with you pulling us out of the kingdom of darkness and putting us in the kingdom of your beloved son. Then we will thank you for everything we go through because everything has changed. It is all different. The way we view this world, the way this world views us. It's all been changed, Father. Because of what you have done. And so of course father. We'll enter your courts. With thanksgiving. Because everything we've experienced. In our life leading up to these moments. Has been something to, to thank you for. It's all been reshaped. By you and your grace. So how can we not be thankful. And let the world see the, see the glory, Father, of us being able to thank our God in things they can't even imagine going through. And we're going through with your praise on our lips. Because as Psalm 22 says, even those who cannot keep themselves alive, even those who go down to the dust will praise you. Because even in death, we will see you faithful. Lord, help us to have that type of thanksgiving. And the reason I ask you to help us, Father, is because you've commanded us to have that type of thanksgiving. Father, you have laid this out before us and you've placed the heavy burden of all. We we cannot deny that, Father. We can't look past it. And so now we, we bear the burden of having promised to do all that you said. And you've told us to be thankful in all. And so, Father, we realize that in ourselves, we cannot do that. We need you. And so, Father, we come to you, and that's our prayer. Father, work this in us. And we know that you will, because that's why it's in your word to begin with, that you might teach us and use it as a tutor and a teacher to guide us to how we're supposed to live, to help us to be more thankful people, to be a people constantly giving you thanks. As I think of my friends and my family, All of us, this body, and I think that our God is making us today a more thankful people. A people of thanksgiving. And who are thankful all, all, all. We cannot help but give you praise. And for that, Father, we give you thanks for the work you're doing in us today. To even now make us a more thankful and thanksgiving people, Father. Thank you. For your steadfast love endures forever. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.